Hi, Angel. Are you there? I am here. Hi, Mia. How are you tonight? <laughs> I'm doing great. Thank you. How about you? I'm great. I want to welcome everyone to Single Professional Mother, the podcast. And tonight we are speaking with Angel Cooper and um, getting a little bit of a different perspective. Um, Angel has been married for over 25 years. She and her husband just wrote a book, Love is Worth the Work. And um, I brought Angel on because I really think it's important for many of us who are single professional mothers out here to really get a perspective of, I'm sure many of us have friends and family who are married, who have been in very long-term relationships. And um, and speaking with Angel, you know, she has many um, family and friends in her life who are also single professional mothers. And um, I just, I wanted to bring that different perspective to the show. So Angel, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I am Angel Cooper, um, as you already mentioned. And uh, first of all, I want to thank you for having me on the show this evening. You're welcome. Uh, So I've been um, married for over 25 years. I have three children, um, a boy and two girls. Uh, The oldest is 25, 20, and 17. Okay. Um, (laughs) I have since retired from my profession for over 25 years. Right Mm -hmm. out of college, I went into the school district. And um, February of this year, it was time for me to start uh, a new repurposed and refocused life. So, okay, I get it. I get it. <laughs> uh, the, the children were no longer babies any longer. So mm-hmm. I was able to move into another area where I could do what it was um, that I was even passionate about. Not that I wasn't passionate in the district um, as an administrative assistant. But it was time for me to um, put my degree to use. Uh, I had an associate's in art. I had a bachelor's in leadership. And um, I was just signing up for, I just signed up for a master's program. Um, oh, in, congrats. Uh, thank you. And, <laughs> and I, I, I figured, I said, you know what? It's time to do what, what I needed to do a long time ago. Um, and so the book came from this this very tough place that uh, my family endured a really traumatic situation. And from that, um, our relationship between my husband, between my children, it just, it shook our foundation. And mm-hmm. so we went into therapy and um, with all of that happening around me, with me making the transition from working into retirement into moving into another career, um, I had to question the truth of who um, I was in my identity as not just a married woman, but just as a woman in general and as a mother. Okay. Wow. A lot going on there. Mm-hmm. Full plate. Full plate. <laughs> um, but as I mentioned before, you do have um, single moms in your life, whether it's friends and as family. Um, and what role do you think you play in you know, in these friendships and these relationships as you kind of see them go through any sort of trials or tribulations 
Um, I know for myself for and um, for other women that I've spoken with, mm-hmm. they sometimes feel like their situations are being judged um, and they're almost outcasts. But um, it, it's funny when you get to that point where you're comfortable being a single professional mother and just being single when we speak about relationship status it's you almost find yourself the odd one out when you're around the married couples, especially if it's families or things like that. Um, so what role do you play? Um, and yeah. where did you kind of meet these women in that path? Was it more transition where you knew them when they were in the relationship and now, you know, the friendship has endured that. So you're kind of seeing them in both. Right. So, so for me, it was a combination of both. So um, I am the third of four daughters. And Mm -hmm. so my parents were married for over 43 years before my father passed away. And so my sisters, two of us are married and two of us are not married. And so from there, it, it can become, um, and, and interestingly enough, uh, one of my sisters, we had a double wedding ceremony, but mm-hmm. her marriage is, no, is, you know, no longer, and they're mm-hmm. no longer together. So it does make it interesting when you have a conversation and you don't want to impose your, you know, your relationship on them because they feel as if, you know, wait, I no longer fit in that criteria. I'm not in that category with you. So I, I think for, for me, it was a combination of family. And then because my, um, my uh, family endured a really traumatic situation and we went through therapy, we went to about two and a half, about two years, we went and had therapy. But what we ended up doing, we went online and we created this podcast. It was a program called the Cooper Chronicles. And it kind of just chronicled the life of, what we had to endure with my children was enduring, you know, uh, mm-hmm. the problems that we were managing and navigating through. And with that being said, we, um, I spoke to, I began speaking to a lot more single women and it, it, it touched my heart because I never wanted to push on them, you know, because I'm married, you know, you don't need to listen to me or maybe you should listen to me. They were checking and inboxing me for questions and asking me for thoughts on um, the things that they were, they were experiencing. So my role kind of was, um, I, I knew I just had to do it because of my, my family and my sisters. But then when people would come to me, I'm like, I hope I'm giving them what sound advice and I could just be authentic from my point of view. And um, so my role, it, it seemed as if they were coming to me and they wouldn't stop. So we were like, we got to write a book. Mm-hmm. We write some information. <laughs> and they were like, yes, you guys need to put this on paper. Um, so I, I feel like um, anyone could, could share their thought and perspective if it's, if it's given with love and if it's right. given the right way. Great advice. Um, <laughs> um, and kind of on the flip of that, you know, what advice would you give to other um, kind of married people who have people like that in their life? Um, especially for those who I know for me, um, my family, it was kind yeah. of traumatic because I really leaned on them a lot. But 
they really didn't understand what I was going through. And it was kind of um, not so much judgmental, but it wasn't just the financial support that I really needed help with because it was that um, it was that mental support. And I don't know if it was because they never walked in my shoes, but it was having this love for me. um, But really getting over um, and it's taken years and not all family members are over it, (laughs) but but understanding that he is still their father. And I know you love me so much, (laughs) but I, I need you to be able to compose yourself at the birthday parties. I need for you to guys to be able to be in the same, some choose not to come and I get it, you know? So I like for your sisters um, and at the time, like with your brother-in-laws where they're, you know, how do you manage that relationship after, you know, here is this man that hurt my sister. You know, it's so true that what they say about when you tell your girlfriend about what happened between you and your boyfriend or between you and your husband, and then now you've made up between you and your boyfriend and your husband, but they still have a problem. Mm -hmm. It is so very true. The problem with that is when an individual that, like for me, I had to learn. And no, I didn't understand it right away. And it Mm -hmm. wasn't until my sisters that weren't married any longer I had to really hear them. And I don't believe that often, oftentimes our married um, friends aren't really hearing and understanding because no, now we're not in, in, in the same predicament that you're in. So no, at, at first it was difficult. The transition for me to sit back and not weigh in is so very important. And I think that's what married people need to recognize is that everything you, 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 you're saying, it may not be true and it may not be true for that situation. But hearing, being there, listening, that was the best thing that my sisters said when I just shut up and listened to them speak and not give their, like my opinion. Hearing them was, was so imperative. It was so important that I I was wrong. I didn't catch it at first, but that's been um, over over almost fifteen years now. And and but before then, I I, I didn't I didn't have it down pat. I mm-hmm. had to listen and understand that where they were was was very sensitive, um, and and I wasn't I wasn't particularly walking where they were, but I understood that it didn't mean that it was the end end all to be all that my hope for them was that if they if they found hope within themselves that I could I could be right there and and cheer them on um to believe that one day they 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 too could be in a in a healthy prosperous relationship but no I didn't I didn't have a right at first it it took some time for me to Mm -hmm. get it and and we can be be very judgmental the best thing that I could have done and that I'm doing is hearing where where my single ladies are, where my single brothers are. Um, mm-hmm. I have young, I have men that come to me that are raising their their children too, mm-hmm. um, and to hear what they're saying, and sometimes weighing in. Sometimes we just need to listen. I think that that's almost is is strong. That's strength for them if we just sometimes listen. Unless they say, "What do you think?" 
then, then, mm-hmm. then by all means, go for it. But sometimes they don't need you to just lay it out for them. Sometimes they just need someone to understand. You feel what I'm feeling? Girl, I, I get it. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, um, you know, so being married for over 25 years and being in, um, you know, your relationship and you talked about, you know, you guys made it. Uh, through therapy as a family um, and you know I hear a lot of single um, professional mothers say you know I I just whether it there's some who are bitter there are some who I've met who are very and and I don't think it's that they're scared of a relationship they have the fear of being hurt again and investing time and then I've met those who are waiting and I put myself in that category of a woman who waited it was almost eight years after my um, separation and divorce that I really and it wasn't until that point that I knew what I wanted Um, and you know, so what advice do you have in this perspective of being in a healthy relationship that has had to go? And I'm thinking for 25 years, you know, it mm. wasn't every day that you looked at your husband and said, yes, I hit the jackpot. I know there were times, I'm sure, where you were, you had to make that choice, <laughs> whether it was daily, whether it was maybe... Maybe it only popped in your head once a year, <laughs> but I know, you know, just in having any sort of relationship, whether friendships, whether just right. being in familial relationships, there are points where you're like, oh, oh, right. but we're, yeah. you know, we're family, you know? Um, so what advice do you have? And especially for, um, the women who are married that really are in those unhealthy relationships yeah, where you know, it is that time, but there's that fear of being single. Right. It's interesting. The, the title of the book is Love is Worth the Work. And one of um, when you was talking about the you know, what are, what are the fears? What are the things that we go through and wondering? Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the days in the book, it's, it's a, the book is a, it's a workbook, but it's a, it's a challenging um, interactive book where you, we ask the questions, we ask you to really dig deep and start to write down some of the things that you may not have um, even considered. You may not have thought about, you know, what like shoulda, woulda, coulda is a day. I remember we have is like, I think it's like in the day, day 27, it's uh, 30 days in the book. And shoulda, woulda, coulda is one of the days that's in the book. And one of the thoughts would be, um, we, we regret some of the things that we, that we go through. We regret some of the mistakes. We may have missed a moment, right? Or we may have said, oh, I, I, I should have done that. Uh, maybe I could have, but we lose sometimes, um, we, we lose grasp or the vision of what we what we wanted in a relationship or may you know like you said I, no it wasn't ever it wasn't peaches and cream for 25 mm-hmm. years that you know and like when we endured a traumatic situation and we're writing another book on what we what we endured um, he was an, a retired officer so you know an officer is very challenging um, mm-hmm. profession and so 
the things that he and I endured going through the 20 years that he was on the force, right? So we had moments where I could have easily walked away. How do I know it was time for, for, for me to stay, right? How do I, how do I make, those, make those choices? You know, my foundation helped me with, with understanding, you know, um, with anything you work. I think oftentimes we say, um, you know, when, when people say I work at my relationship, is there's nothing wrong with that. Right. <laughs> you know, you right. Every exactly. Day you go to your job. I have a great pension right now because I put in the work. I yep. think we need to recognize one, when you put in work, you should be able to reap the benefits. However, if you're not, um, if both parties in a relationship are not putting in the work, then it's, it's, it's inevitable that that relationship will be dissolved, right? So you have to recognize there if both parties aren't willing to sacrifice and, and commit to therapy, for example, or commit to having a discussion and one person's given and the other person isn't given. So you have to know um, each other from right. that perspective. The, the, the shoulda, woulda, coulda, attitude of, okay, if you didn't put in the work, right? Why, why not try? Um, don't just give up right away. I think that in marriages now, a lot of people aren't putting in the work. They, they say, I want the dress. I want the big day. I want, you know, the home, mm -hmm. the white picket fence, but they're yeah. not putting in the work. And the first sign of trouble, they're running out the door. And yep. that's what we're focusing on even for the single readers too. We, we talked to them about that. Don't give up even in the midst. You know, he may not be the best. We talk mm -hmm. about, we want these things, but are you really willing to put in the work? Yeah, because right. I think a lot of women um, and men, I think like you touched on it, you know, it's about the wedding, but a lot of people don't understand after the wedding and after everybody goes home, you're, you're stuck with a husband and a wife. You know, you got to look, you're going to wake up next to somebody. All those people are going to be gone. You know, you're going to catch the morning breath. You're going to catch the, you know, sleep in the little crust in the little of the eye. You know, all of that is gone away. And then on top of that, you know, you're having the bad day at work and you're coming home and now there's kids and now there's time and what mm. was cool and chill and, um, you know, and everything that you touched on earlier, you know, now that you have this great pension and, you know, you did all these wonderful things. Um, one of the things that I realized um, in coming into the 40 plus club of coming out of that marriage where prior to that I was in you know my 20s when I had met my husband pre-kids so now I had built a career and you know with that came a salary with that came education with that came you know an independence mm -hmm. and especially as a woman of color I was finding myself um, trying to add myself to the dating pool, but um, like I, I always tell people, there is a new person in the dating pool, and that is a separated person. And um, in that dating, I was also finding, um, you know, I really had to define for myself not only what I wanted, but I had to define what I didn't want. And being able to say, you know what, I've gone through divorce and I need somebody who 
is going to be able to relate to divorce, you know, and I, and I'm at a point that I don't want any more kids. So (laughs) I'm not entertaining that thought at all, trying to go into my forties and have kids. So it was really having those fair, honest relationships, but, um, prior to meeting your husband and building your career and establishing yourself, how did you find it? Um, you know, being a woman of color and having your own and being able to really determine. And I, and I don't, and I think a lot of people, when we talk about dating somebody and talking about our equal, we automatically think of income, but that's when I say equal, I mean, someone who, when we talk about marriage is equally yoked to you. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that people, people have a, have a major problem with when you say, are you um, equally yoked and, 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 and what that means? Are we, are we on the same, are we on the same level? Can we understand? Do we have the same morals? Do we have the same values? Do we have the same religious beliefs or do we, you know, can we, will we be able to, you know, come to a common ground? It's funny. One of the, um, one of my favorite and we're going to get a t-shirt made with this from the book. It's like day 16. It says, embrace your place. I think I grateful. I'm real grateful that my, my mom, um, you know, she and dad, mom and dad, they taught us mm-hmm. how to love who we love, who we are. And my mother um, had a successful marriage, but she didn't have that example for herself. She right. wasn't raised by her mother. So she, you know, she wasn't raised by her father either. So she mm-hmm. knew it, knew what it was like to um, be on her own, but she wanted to have a good relationship and, and she did. But one of the things she taught her children was that you still need to learn how to love you and your differences and, and who you are, what, what you, what you bring to the table. And I had to recognize at an early age that I had to embrace who I was. It took some time. Um, you know, we all go through those days, you know, where we looked a little odd. I was at the last of the line. I was a little tall girl, you know, at the end of the line and, you know, but, but learning how to embrace your place, even at that age, it takes you to your twenties. Right. And so Mm -hmm. you understand, you, you start to accept who you are and you, you know, what your standards are, you know, what you're looking for, you know, what you don't want, you know, um, you're not looking for the approval of of your friends or of that man mm-hmm. to to give you what what you know you need, but you also see what it is that you want, and I think that's important. I think that when we get a clear view of and and what that looks like, I, I tell my friends now that are single, um, get a journal and write down some of the things that you're looking for in your mate, and write down some of the things that you don't want, <laughs> but but identifying. Um, those those things but embracing who you are it makes it easier where you're not going to compromise and you sure won't take something that um is the first thing that that comes comes down the pike you're like "Mm, no you know yeah you know you because you you've embraced that place of where you are and and whether or not you say I don't know if anyone else is coming down this way again but I know what I don't want and that's it you know, um, I think we can get comfortable regardless of 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 what's happening. We we should be comfortable enough with what we make and what what we bring to the table that we don't 
we, we, we recognize that we don't have to just give into everything. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and as you, um, you know, you go out and you speak to these single um, mothers, single fathers, you know, what are you coming across as? Because one of the things I really see is, and why I really created the single professional mother is to really kind of eliminate that stereotype that, um, you know, single mothers are these baby mamas living off welfare, don't have careers, don't have, um, you know, are, are just looking for that handout or you have the single mother who's just looking for a man to come in and, you know, take care of these kids and help her. Because what I am finding is there are a large amount of women who have it together yeah. and in not, you know, when the kids are involved, it's a matter of I'm already doing all this. I, um, I want you. Yeah. I don't need you. And it ends up being in, and I've, I've actually, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. in dating have, you know, had this argument with somebody that I dated and it was kind of this, you know, it's, it seems like you don't even need me. <laughs> and I didn't yeah. know, I, I was not meaning it, you know, in a demeaning way, but was just like, I don't need you. I want you. Right. You right. know, but I, I certainly I'm I'm doing mine. I, I got mine. I got this. Right. You right. know, where do you think it is in society where it kind of shifted from that marriage focus to a happy focus? You know, interestingly enough, I was having a conversation with one of my single friends and she was like, I had to step into the role to be you know, that strong person. And now I'm having a conversation with a man that, you know, is assuming that I don't want him around, but I had to be strong. And so how do I, how do I um, like, like shift my, you know, my strength. And, and I'm, mm -hmm. I, I say to her, you know, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to be able to have that strength because then your children wouldn't have been, you know, nurtured by you and you had to step in that, mm -hmm. into that single parent role. Right. But, but, um, realizing that there is a combination how to balance it and you know kind of being that 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 okay bringing that what is that damsel in distress but not quite distress mm -hmm. but understanding there should be a softer side to you too and and that's what I was sharing with her it's okay that you had to be strong there's nothing yep. wrong with that um but but live your you know live your best life even during the present so if he's saying you know I want to I want to be that for you that you had to be to you that there's nothing wrong with that but are we willing to say okay I'm a I'm a I'm going to shift now and I'm gonna kind of bring that wall down so that you can go ahead and and, and step into mm -hmm. your place at least try to do what it is that I'm looking for and then if you can't then I'm gonna have to put that back up and you're gonna have to go your way and I gotta go my way but I, I think I think sometimes we hold on to the chains that that have locked us up and we're not willing to um you know kind of give in to that um, and, mm -hmm. and, um, I, I, I know it's, it could be difficult because, you know, we, everybody has a story, everybody has an experience, everyone has something that they've been through. And so they're willing to, if they're willing to, to, to let the, the past go and say, okay, you know, I've learned from that, but I know what I won't 
take, you know, and mm-hmm. there's a day in our book, um, I think it's um, present, I think it's called the, the past, the present, and future. And, and sometimes, you know, our story is our story. We, we experience things, but sometimes we allow the negative things to affect where we are. And then it, it clouds our future where, where maybe, you know, that future is opening up to including that male, right? And sometimes yep. we have to, we, we just have to be honest in, 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 in receiving that, but speak, speak truth to what we feel. And if they can't handle it, then, you know, it's, it wasn't meant for them to be in your life, you know, but, but don't let mm-hmm. anyone ever, I, I feel that way, even as a married one, don't let anyone ever keep you locked up where you can't be your authentic self and you can't be, you know, um, permit you to be who, who you are because right. that could be a problem that, that you're not being, you know, what, what you should be. Mm-hmm. And um, kind of my final question as we wrap this up, mm-hmm. where do you feel, um, you know, for that mother that is ready to finally, you know, go into or is maybe even thinking about dating and thinking about, you know, she has gotten herself through the healing and she knows she's ready to get there. What would you say to her about preparing herself, um, even as this, you know, man is not there? Yeah, yeah. I I would say, you know, um, know your worth. No, no, know that you are, you have been created, specially made by God for someone special. Know your value. That, that's, that's actually a day that we mm. talked in our book too. What, knowing, do you know your value? <laughs> do you mm-hmm. know how special you are? Right. Even when you, you have your flaws, we, we, we have, you know, uh, mistakes or we're not the perfect size eight or, or ten you know what mm-hmm. I mean but know your self-worth know what you bring to a relationship know know that you're special and and understanding you know um that that no one can pull that from you no one could 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 force you to make you see you less than what you are because I believe we have to appreciate who we are first before anybody else will appreciate us and, and, and that's one of the things that I think is important. That's, that's, we got to work on that. Sometimes we, we feel mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm, I had a failed relationship, so I'm no good. Wrong. You're just as good as if you had that, that, that $100 bill that's in your pocket and it's crumbled up and, and you open it up. It's still a $100 bill. It may have some wrinkles in it, mm-hmm. you know, but it's still worth the, the, it's weight. It's still worth a hundred. You know what I mean? And yep. You have to appreciate who you are. And so when you start appreciate who you are, then then they'll recognize, oh, I can't come in correct with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't exactly. So love you first. Love you first. Exactly. Like um, in my upcoming book, The Single Professional Mother, I do touch on that. You know, I think one of the things that we look at is when we're first stepping out of that gate, as you know um with the failed relationship and now there's with kids and for me it was so scary um I was coming out almost you know over a decade later I had kids 
I had a kid body now. <laughs> I didn't have that pre-kid body. And it was like, oh, <laughs> you know, and I was, you know, looking at some of the pre-kid, but it was just like, yeah. um, wow, you know, well, nobody will want me like this. And okay, I'll start after, um, you know, I, I lose this or I lose that and right. I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to start this. And it's funny. I called my, my best friend and, you know, for all who are listening, this was the best advice I could have gotten. Um, she told me to go and buy the sexiest matching panties and bra set. I love it. And I went and and it took me three weeks to do it after she told me. And finally, <laughs> I did it. And she said, go try it on. Look, in, look at yourself in the mirror. When I looked at myself, wow. what I thought I would look like, <laughs> you know, and what I saw in that mirror was like incredible. And she's like, and you know what? No man <laughs> made you feel that way. You don't have a man in your life to even wear it for, but look how good you feel about yourself. Yes. yes. And how, and I think, you know, paranoid you were to think that, oh my God, this is what he's going to see. If that's what you saw, that is what he's going to see. See, the misconception is that's how we feel. We feel that it's, yeah. you know, that's what they're looking for immediately. Well, do you know that the the, the first thing that they are, most men um, are attracted to is the self-confidence of a woman. You can forget mm -hmm. about that size that you thought was going to be an issue and you begin to under, we, we undervalue ourselves. Mm -hmm. we, we underestimate that we're not qualified in, in being in the running for, you know, for this, for this opportunity to be with that, that male. But we, yeah, they're looking at other things that we've, we've already X'd ourselves out of the, out of the race. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny. Exactly. We, we undervalue <laughs> that, that we have what, what it, what, what it takes. And, and, and it's only because we, we give ourselves um, this misconception, oh, I'm not good enough. Um, you know, I have my flaws. No, you are just as good as the next and if not better um and so yeah i would tell i would tell us i would tell our, our women out there don't undervalue yourself don't underestimate yourself because you're you're just what you need to be just what you need mm -hmm. to be exactly wow. so thank you so <laughs> much for being on my show angel i really appreciate it it was a great talk um thank you for having me oh you're <laughs> welcome and angel's book is love is worth the work and as we sign off the question i always have you know what advice do you have for the single professional mother especially that mother who is in her first week um first month of her world being turned upside down and now being faced with being the head of her household and raising her children. Wow. Um, I would, I would encourage all of my single women to, to remain positive. You know, don't, don't, don't close your heart off to love. Don't think that you're not worthy of love. 
and don't underestimate or undervalue who you are because you are you were made in the in a great image and and just just know that in due time that what what is for you will be for you and um yeah don't don't ever give up because love is worth the work and you're worth every word every tear every discussion every everything that you invest in yourself you're worth it all Okay, well, thank you so much. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. And um, we're closing out with Angel Cooper. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.